This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A District of Columbia grand jury has returned nine indictments against two East Helena brothers after the January 6th riot in the U.S. Capitol that protested the election of Democrat Joe Biden as president. A Dillon man faces five counts. The indictments against 37-year-old Joshua and 36-year-old Jared Hughes of East Helena and 52-year-old Henry Philip Munzer of Dillon were filed in U.S. District Court in the District of Columbia. Officials have said the Hughes brothers were among the first 10 rioters to enter the U.S. Capitol after windows were broken. The charges filed against the Hughes brothers include civil disorder, obstruction of official proceeding, destruction of government property, entering and remaining in a restricted building, and disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds. It appears that five of the charges are felonies and four are misdemeanors. Joshua and Jared Hughes were arrested February 1st and were to be moved by the U.S. Marshal's Office to Washington, D.C. Palmer Hooverstall, an attorney representing the brothers, says the brothers are still being held in the Cascade County Detention Center without bail. Hooverstall earlier described the Hughes brothers as law-abiding people who believe they were called to Washington by President Donald Trump's tweets to contest the election results and be a part of a peaceful march. Hooverstall called the brothers somewhat naive and, quote, they just kind of followed the crowd. The bill that allows concealed firearms to be carried in most places in the state without a permit and expands the list of places where guns can be carried to include university campuses and the state capitol has been signed into law by Montana Governor Greg Gianforti. The bill was sponsored by Republican Representative Seth Burgley and it passed the Republican-controlled House and Senate by party-line votes. The law allows concealed firearms to be carried without a permit inside bars and banks. Private property owners and tenants are allowed to ban firearms on their premises. It also allows permit holders to carry concealed firearms inside state and local government buildings, including the state capitol. Current rules ban all firearms inside the capitol and other state government buildings. The changes took effect when the bill was signed. Gianforti said he was signing the bill because, quote, gun control measures step on the rights of law-abiding citizens and, again, quote, every law-abiding Montanan should be able to defend themselves and their loved ones. Spokespeople for the governor's office and the Department of Administration, which oversees security in the Capitol, said a new policy would be forthcoming. On public university campuses, the law will permit firearms as long as gun owners follow certain training requirements and regulations laid out by the university system, including a ban on firearms at campus athletic or entertainment events. Firearms carried on university campuses must be kept inside holsters unless removed for self-defense, and they must be stored in a locking device when not on the person. The new rules affecting the university campuses will take effect June 1st. 
A separate bill making its way through the legislature would allow lawmakers to carry concealed handguns without a permit on state property. A bill in the Montana House would change the law so that Montana's superintendent of public instruction would no longer be required to hold a teaching certificate or even a bachelor's degree. A Hamilton lawmaker has proposed House Bill 371. It is Representative David Bedley. He would strike the requirement in testimony before the State Administration Committee. He said it dates back to the turn of the 19th century. He compared it to horse and buggies. Quote, I think the current law unnecessarily restricts the pool of candidates for superintendent of public instruction and denies qualified citizens the opportunity to serve our state. Current superintendent Elsie Arnson, a Republican, testified during the hearing. She neither backed nor opposed the bill, but said her experience as a public school teacher and in the private sector helped her prepare for the job. Pad McCracken, a legislative research analyst, said only four states currently require a teaching certification for the top education post. Dennis Parman, executive director of the Montana Rural Education Association, opposed the bill. He spent seven years at the Office of Public Instruction. Quote, it is unfathomable to me how the decision could be made for the best benefit of the public schools, students, parents, teachers, school leaders, and trustees by an individual whose greatest experience in education was being schooled in some manner in some location. The Montana Federation of Public Employees, which represents public teachers, also opposed the bill. Representative Denise Heyman, a Bozeman Democrat, said she had served on a board of trustees for 14 years. Quote, I cannot believe you are bringing this bill, she said. It's just as inconceivable to me that we would attract a highly qualified superintendent to work in a school system under someone that did not have any breadth of experience in education. The House State Administration Committee is considering a bill from Representative Dave Fern, a Whitefish Democrat, to loosen requirements for independent candidates to get on the ballot for local races. Current law requires that any candidate not affiliated with the two major parties in the state has to get signatures from at least 5% of the number of voters for the winning candidate in the last election. Under House Bill 347, his candidates would need just 50 signatures to qualify for the ballot as a state house candidate, 100 signatures for a state senate or county commission. Fern described a friend as a ticket-splitting individual who would have a hard time committing to either party. This person was interested in running as an independent for the Flathead County Board of Commissioners. In the last election, the winning candidate for that seat received over 38,300 votes, meaning an independent candidate would have to get 1,916 signatures to be on the ballot. The proposed bill would make that requirement 100. Because the hearing on the bill was abruptly rescheduled on Tuesday, proponents that Fern said had planned to testify in favor of the bill were unable to attend. There were no proponents and no opponents 
for the bill at the hearing. Montana reported the deaths of three more people and an additional 244 COVID-19 cases on Friday. The three deaths bring the statewide total to 1,339. Active cases continue to decline. There were 3,479 two weeks ago. That went down to 2,917 last week, and the decline has continued this week, only 2,425. Montana has reported 98,377 COVID-19 cases in total. 94,613 are considered recovered. The state has administered more than 205,000 doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Friday's update said 7,327 more people have received at least one dose. If you need to hear this report again, please check our podcast on the Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 32 states and provinces in 20 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.